When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm Marnie Vinge, and this is Erioki. Join me and my friends as we explore the darker side of the Sooner State. Okay, are we ready? We're ready. All right, I'm Marnie Vinge, and this is Erioki. Damn. It's been a minute since it's, I've said that. Oh, it's been a minute since I've been in front of this microphone. Oh, I know. Yeah. It's been forever. Like, I'm here tonight with Whitney <laughs> Willis. Obviously, you guys probably recognize her voice. Um, and we're going to be talking about some ghosts tonight. But first, like, let's just settle into the fact that we're behind the microphone again. I know. It's weird. It, it's weird, but it feels really good. It's weird, but it feels really good. I will agree with that. So... Mm. Since the podcast has been off air, I I really took like a long moment for my mental health because I think that 2021 was harder for me personally than 2020. Mm -hmm. Like I had more personal stuff going on in 2021 that like took a toll on my mental health than I did in actual 2020. Um, So I just needed a minute to like Mm -hmm. breathe and recenter myself and get my mental health back on track. Um, and it was just like the last few years have just been hard. Mm-hmm. They have like, they just they been hard. really have. And I think, I think a lot of it is related to post pandemic stuff mm-hmm. because, you know, we literally didn't leave our houses for yeah. a year and a half, yeah. you know, yeah. and yeah, we're back out in the world and everything. It's hard. And I don't know about you, but even like, even though everything is back to normal, it doesn't feel back to normal. Mm. There's something so off about everything and Mm. I can't even really explain it. It's really weird. Like I, I, I can't really explain it either. I know that for me, it has been really hard getting out of the house because I work at home and I worked at home throughout the pandemic and then isolated throughout the pandemic pretty much. Like you and I would see each other, but we were really careful. Mm -hmm. Like we would hang Mm -hmm. out outside, like even, yep. Even in 2020, when it got into the winter, we hung out outside. Like, we had electric blankets and, like, our fire and, like, all (laughs) and the heater and all that stuff. And it was just – it's been really hard for me to acclimate back to going out in society. Like, really Mm -hmm. hard. Mm -hmm. Um, Like, I've struggled to just, like, go to restaurants and stuff like that. So, if you are having trouble with all those things, please know that that is totally normal. That's what my therapist told me. Like, it Mm -hmm. is – a lot of people are struggling with that. But I wanted to say that during all that time that I wasn't podcasting, I wasn't totally uncreative. I actually did a lot of creative things that weren't podcast related. Um, I wrote two novels in December and January. Like I wrote the second Blair Graves book and then I wrote a serial killer thriller, which I'm going to put out later this year, um, which was super fun. And it was one of those experiences where I just kind of like put my nose to the grindstone and was just like, I'm just going to write. And not worry about whether this is going to be published or not. And I just had a really, really good time. Mm-hmm. Um, I brainstormed some new podcast projects. Like, we've got some stuff in the works that we're excited about. Mm-hmm. Um, and right now, I am, like, I just finished a romantic comedy about aliens. Which was super fun to write. Which That's going to be fun. Which was really funny because <laughs> you sent me a text message, like, just either 
today or yesterday and you're like, I'm ready to be abducted. Maybe the aliens will treat me right. Right, for real. <laughs> I was like, maybe the aliens will treat me better, you know? Yes, exactly. And it I want to give it a shot. It cracked me up because I had just written like this alien rom-com where like this woman ends up in this program where she has to be in an arranged marriage with an alien and he does end up treating her right girl that's what we need arranged marriages with aliens yes that's the solution that's what, that's what we're gonna advocate for now <laughs> that's my big political platform it's no longer mental health it's arranged marriages with aliens <laughs> yeah so i just finished the first book in that series and i actually just started the second book in that series it's going to be three hopefully um and i think i'm going to publish it uh probably later this year, I'm hoping. Um, but yeah, and then I have an announcement. So as of this morning, when this podcast comes out, the first Blair Graves novel, the ebook is totally free for five days on Kindle. So go download it right now. And the second book is on sale now, The Holloway Hoax, which is actually set in like a little town in southeastern Oklahoma. And it features a Bigfoot convention. And so it's like about a Bigfoot mystery and a missing persons mystery. And it was really, really fun to write. So that one's on sale. The first one is free. They're both in Kindle Unlimited. So if you subscribe to that, go read them both. You'll get them for free with your membership. Um, So yeah. And one of the other things, one of my other personal updates, if you follow me on Instagram, you already know about this. But I am in the process right now of training a psychiatric service dog for myself. Mm -hmm. Um, So I'm doing that with the direction of a professional trainer. And we actually went to the park this morning. Penny was really like on edge this morning at the park. She was like, uh, we train at the park. And um, she was just on edge today. Really? Yeah, she, she had an off day. But Penny is super smart. Like today she figured out how to open drawers. And the reason she opened a drawer was because my mom had hid t-bear's toys in the drawer oh my like gosh. three or four days ago that is and so she remembered funny. and decided well i'm gonna figure out how to open that drawer so she did that today so she's she's really smart she's like part pointer part lab and she does this thing where she plays this box game where i hide a toy for her in a box and she and then i hide the box somewhere in the house and then there are also like other boxes throughout the house that are empty and she kind of gets like her eyes covered and then i say okay go find it and she just walks throughout the house. You've seen the video of her ah, doing it. Yes, it's it's spooky. It's amazing. Yeah, like she does so well. Like she'll look and everywhere. I was just gonna tell you that she's probably just playing the drawer game now. Yes, exactly. She's like, <laughs> she's well, like, well, there are toys in boxes. Yes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so now I'm just gonna open all your drawers. Just I'm has like, a handle, no big deal. <laughs> yes, and I'm like, oh my god, I'm living with a little <laughs> velociraptor. But yeah, so she she is like my constant companion right now. Like we're still kind of getting used to each other, but. Um, yeah, she's in here right now. She's chilling in the living room. I think we're at the kitchen table. So, so yeah. So I thought, so we're talking about haunted places tonight. So I thought to get us started to like ease us back into podcasting, I would make you take a quiz about which haunted location you should visit. Yes. So we're going to open that up right now. Um, let's see. No, I didn't mean to do that. Wrong internet browser. Okay. It's loading. 
my computer's Speaking really of, slow. Uh, spooky haunted places. Yeah. Um, my friend Robin and I are taking a trip um, to Colorado Ooh. the first week of October. Yeah. And we are planning on going to the Stanley Hotel. Oh my God, I'm so excited. So I don't know, I don't know if you've ever heard this, but um, you can actually go to the Stanley Hotel and order a red rum drink at the bar. No. Yes. And That's it's, so cool. it's called the red rum. And I have, that has been on my bucket list forever. I was like, yeah, it would be cool to stay at the Stanley Hotel, but also like if I could just go to the bar and have a red rum drink, mm-hmm. I mean, that's pretty, damn yeah, cool. that, that's pretty awesome. Yeah. So I'm oh, okay yeah. with that. Oh, you'll have to give us like the rundown when you I come will. back and like tell us what it was like. I absolutely so, like, will. Creep around the hotel. And, oh like, yeah. Oh, maybe, there's going to be tours? lots of creeping. I think they do tours. That's cool. Um, I'll have to check into it, but that'll be cool. Yeah. Just go have a drink at the bar. That's awesome. Yeah. All right, so this quiz says the holiday season is upon us, which it almost is. It's August, which is basically Halloween. It's already Halloween. Um, it's been Halloween since... Uh, since Bath & Body Works released their Halloween yeah, stuff. July 5th. July <laughs> yes. 5th is when Halloween starts. Exactly, yeah. Um, there are only two holidays in my year, which is Jaws and Halloween. So, <laughs> and Jaws is the 4th of July. So, okay, the holiday season is upon us, so why not be different and have a short vacation in one of the world's spookiest locations? Based on a few answers to some appropriate questions, we will gauge your personality and help point you in the right direction. Are you ready, Whitney? I am ready. Let's do this. All right. Let's get started. Do you believe in ghosts? I most certainly do. I am a little skeptical, but open-minded. I am very skeptical, but willing to be convinced, or I definitely do not. I most certainly do. You most certainly do. Okay. Question number two. Pick a last meal to eat before you visit your haunted location. Oh, this is like... Is this in a, case I die? This is, I guess this like is your in last case you die. Meal, yeah. a last meal request? So I'm guessing this is a British quiz because the first option is steak and chips. Steak and chips. <laughs> a burger, fajitas, salmon, fish and chips, duck, meatballs, or pizza? Pizza. Pizza. Okay. Let's see. What's up next? Do you have that one neighbor who you never see during the day and you're suspicious they are in fact a vampire? The answers are, I am that vampire. Yes, I do. Uh, no. Never thought about it before, but now that you've come to mention it, I... Uh, yes, I do. Yes, you do? Okay. Yes, I do. And on that note, like, I saw this meme one time, and it's super true. Um, have you ever seen your neighbors carrying groceries? No. Me neither. Like, That's ever. That's weird. That's really but, weird. Right? That's really but, weird. But I mean, people go to the grocery store, right? But you never, like, I've never once seen yeah. any of my neighbors carrying groceries. No, I haven't either. That's, hmm. They're probably all vampires. They are. That's, they're all vampires. They're all vampires. But yeah, they're surrounded they're, by vampires. Yeah, I've got a couple of neighbors on my street that I never see ever. Really? Yeah. I don't know That's if weird. they're just like retired and they never yeah. leave their house or what, but like never see them. <laughs> we had these neighbors <laughs> when I was a kid and I'm going to tell this story on my dad. Um, we had these neighbors that like had this hot rod car that my dad like had hated with a passion because they would be revving it at like 6 a.m. and at like midnight. Oh my Like God. working on it at 6 a.m. and working on it at midnight and just revving this engine, which was super loud. My dad was like, this is bullshit. I have to get up and go to work in the morning. I'm sick of this. So one night he called the cops on him and he turned off all the lights in the house and he said, oh we're going to watch. Oh my so gosh. we like got down on our stomachs, like in my bedroom and me and my dad are just like watching, watching the cops, the cops come and tell them like, yeah, you have to shut it down. <laughs> like my dad was so much fun. Like oh, he was crazy, but yeah. All right. Pick a color, blue, green, red, black, yellow, or gray. Black. I knew it. <laughs> I knew it, girl. I knew it. 
all right, how many of these pictures do you think are real? And it's these pictures of ghostly apparitions that I can't quite see. Okay, how many of those do I think are real? Yes, I'm showing it to Whitney right now. She's examining it. Um, furrowing her brow. Making a face. Like that first one. The like first one, no, okay. No, well, no, I don't think that one's real. Oh, you don't real. think that one's real? Like, okay. I'm kind of, okay. Um, I can't even tell what's going on in the railroad crossing one. I can't either. Like, I don't even see anything. Oh, I guess there's a little shape of a person. I kind of see it now. How many do you think are real? I'm going to say two. Two. Okay. Mm-hmm. The two on the right. Two on the right. Okay. Okay. Real. Okay. How superstitious are you? I am not superstitious at all. I am very superstitious. Superstitions are for the weak. Touch wood. I don't know what that means. Um, some superstitions I would always adhere to, others not. Um, The last one. Okay. That's me too. Yeah. I'm I, superstitious about some things. Yeah. And some of them are kind of fun and then some of them are just kind of like whatever. Like, uh, yeah. Yeah. At what age did you stop sleeping with the light on because you were afraid of the dark? I never slept with the light on. I can't really remember. I was very young. Definitely before my teens, I still do. Oh, I don't remember. Like, sometimes I still do. I still do, too. Sometimes I do have a nightlight. Yeah. It depends. Yeah. I mean, so let's go with that answer. Yeah. yeah, I always have a light on at night. Uh, what horror film to watch? I'm home, alone, and in the mood to be scared. Pick a film to see before you visit your haunted location to put you in the mood. Let the right one in. As above, so below. Insidious, The Conjuring, Don't Look Now, Paranormal Activity, The Blair Witch Project, or It. The Conjuring. I knew it. <laughs> you knew, I knew it. it. I knew it. How often have you experienced deja vu, the sense that you've done something before? Quite often, never once or twice, or I knew you were going to ask that. <laughs> <laughs> um, I would say not not like once or twice but also not quite often like i've i've experienced it several times mm-hmm. in my life but not like all the time you know let's go I mean? with once or twice once then. or twice is fine yeah. let's see you wake up in the middle of the night and think you see a figure in the corner of your room what do you do i run like hell i roll over and go back to sleep i put on my headphones and listen to some smooth sounds <laughs> i scream so loud the windows would shatter i wake my partner ask them to deal with it or i work nights <laughs> Um, what were the first two again? I run like hell or I roll over and go back to sleep. <laughs> I would roll over and go back to sleep. I would roll that's, over. That's I would I act do. like I didn't see it and roll yeah. over and go back to sleep. That's what I do. Anytime that I think something's going on, I'm like, no, it's not. And then no, I just it's roll fine. Over. It's, it's fine. fine. Like they're scratching at my yeah. window. It's fine. I had this cat. I think I might've told this. No, I couldn't have told this because the podcast hasn't been on. There is this neighbor cat that is creepy as hell. And he will come and sit outside my window. And at night, like I can look down from my window and the blinds are like just at an angle where I can see him. And he'll look me dead in the eye and just stare at me. Oh my gosh. Does, like, eyes, does, does his eyes glow? No, no, no. He's just creepy. He's just, he's a literal peeping Tom. Ah. <laughs> he's a literal peeping Tom. <laughs> um, have you ever been told by someone that they have seen your doppelganger and they were so convinced it was actually you that you got into an argument about it? Yes. More than once. Or yes, that has happened or never, never, never. I've had people say that they thought they saw me, but mm-hmm. never enough to get in an argument about it. Pick a song. Superstitious, Don't Fear the Reaper, Thriller, Ghostbusters, Creep, or Monster Mash. Don't Fear the Reaper. Don't Fear the Reaper. I knew it. What? 
What would we have to offer you to spend an entire night locked alone in the crypt of a graveyard without even a candle? A controlling interest in Microsoft might just do it. I'll do it for nothing. I ain't scared of anything. A date with my favorite movie star or music star might just do it if you throw in a Ferrari too. There is no amount of money going to make me do that. The second one. I do it for nothing. I ain't scared of anything. Oh my God. That is not my answer. I would not do that. Oh my God. Calculating results. We're about to see where you should visit. Come on. Mary King's Close in Edinburgh, Scotland. Okay. Yeah. When are we going? Let's go. The dark, claustrophobic streets running off of the Royal Mile lead away from the light and downhill into the shadows. These half-forgotten reminders of Edinburgh's insanitary past provide a perfect setting for a suitably spooky atmosphere. The Close was inhabited during the 16th and 17th centuries before the plague ravaged families living in the tightly packed tenement buildings. A century after the illness broke out, the city partly sealed the abandoned homes and alleyways, prompting chilling stories about paranormal sightings of previous inhabitants. Stories of strange noises, eerie scratching, and the sound of an ongoing party at a long-forgotten tavern are often heard, as well as this various apparitions are often seen, the most famous of which is Annie, a ghostly preteen who, so the story goes, scared the daylights out of a Japanese psychic in 1992. This lady had been unimpressed by the tour until she arrived at one of the many small rooms. There, she was suddenly struck by an overwhelming feeling of sickness, hunger, and cold, and when she tried to leave, felt the ghastly tug of a ghostly hand on her leg. Poor Annie's spectral life has now been fleshed out, and it is believed that she had been left to die by her family. Since then, people from around the world have come to, quote, Annie's room. Many have told our tour guides of seeing impressions of the spirit in the room some visitors treating the room as a shrine have left gifts for the little girl out of affection a visit of spirit exploring is indeed guaranteed and don't forget the alcoholic local spirit of finest whiskey afterwards we will uh, will we promise help steady any nerves um yeah so that sounds pretty awesome that does sound awesome all right, so what are we talking about tonight? We are talking about one of the haunted locations in Oklahoma, Tulsa specifically. We are talking about Kane's Ballroom. Yes. So you've been to Kane's Ballroom, I right? I have. I've been twice. Okay. Yes. What were? What did you go see there? Uh, the Cadillac Three and Ashley McBride. Oh my God, good shows, both of those. Um. So what was like? What was it like? Like I've never been. Um, it's pretty small a venue. It's it's one of my favorite venues actually because it's kind of like a small intimate. Oh, I like that. Yeah, yeah. and they have a balcony up at the top oh, where you nice. can like sit if you want uh-huh. to. Um, and then the like bottoms like all open floor, and then like when you walk in, they have like two different bar areas. Yeah. So it's it was really nice. That sounds nice. I like little intimate venues. Mm, I Those are too. my favorite. Um, it's always like, I don't, I don't like being one of those people that's like whenever a celebrity or a musician makes it that I don't like them anymore, Right. but yes. it is always so much fun to be able to have seen them somewhere really small, like it before is. they get big. It's so much fun. So, so the location, Canes is located exactly where the Turnpike Troopers say it is on the corner of Eastern and Main in <laughs> Tulsa. Basically the address is 423 North Main Street. And the atmosphere is, like, a really big part of Kane's Ballroom. Like, even on their website, they have, like, a whole thing about what Kane's is like. So this is what it says on canesballroom.com. The highlight of the ballroom is a historic maple spring-loaded dance floor designed in a, quote, log cabin or concentric square pattern. Lighting the dance floor is a four-foot neon star and a silver disco ball. 
The walls are decorated with oversized photographs of various musicians who played canes, including Bob Wills, Johnny Lee Wills, Ernest Hubb, Hank Williams, Tex Ritter, Kay Starr, and Tennessee Ernie Ford. Between the portraits are black fiddle-shaped fixtures illuminated by a single red bulb. Sound familiar? Yes. Yes. <laughs> You're like, that's accurate. That's what it looks like. So the history of Kane's Ballroom. So Kane's Ballroom was originally built as a garage for Tulsa entrepreneur and Klansman Tate Brady. Tate Brady also played a significant role in the Tulsa Race Massacre of 1921s, which I'm sure everyone is aware of. Um, according to Wikipedia, Madison W. quote, Daddy Kane bought the building in 1930 and turned it into Kane's Dance Academy. In the 1930s and 40s, Bob Wills and the Texas Playboys broadcast a near daily show and were performed live each week. So have you ever heard of Bob Wills? No. I have heard of Bob Wills because my I think my grandpa listened to Bob Wills. Um, Is he country? Yes. Okay. Uh, according to Kane's ballroom website, Bob Wills was born into a family of fiddlers where he learned to play the fiddle and the mandolin. As a young man, Wills performed at house dances, medicine shows, and on the radio. On New Year's night, 1935, he made his debut at Kane's and the venue soon became known as the home of Bob Wills. In this respect, Kane's ballroom played a prominent role in the development of Western swing. So... This is all on their website. Um, this happened between the years of 1935 and 1942. And do you know what Western Swing is? Um, no. You probably know it if you heard it, but this is how they describe it, which I thought was like, I really liked this. Um, Western Swing was a mixture of, quote, jazz, hillbilly, boogie, blues, big band swing, rumba, mariachi, and jitterbug music. That's a whole lot going on there. That's a whole lot going on there. Also, I apologize for my sniffling. I've been having allergies today. Yeah, that's a lot going on. That is a like lot. one kind of music, yeah. but Western swing sounds fun. Yeah. Um, so I'd like to read a little bit from the Canes Ballroom website uh, about Bob Wills. Um, so Bob Wills is remembered as the king of Western swing. He was inducted into the Country Music Hall of Fame in 1978, into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in 1999, and received a Grammy Lifetime Achievement Award in 2007 for his significant contributions to American music from the 1930s through the 1960s. During his career, Wills wrote and recorded at least 470 songs, including Take Me Back to Tulsa and San Antonio Rose, and he influenced such artists as Willie Nelson, Merle Haggard, and Asleep at the Wheel. Keynes wow. is known throughout the music industry as not only the home of Bob Wills, but also the Carnegie Hall of Western Swing. Hmm. So yeah, so Bob Wills, let's see. I don't think I put this in the outline. I'm going to check to make sure I didn't. I really don't think I did. Okay. So that song, Take Me Back to Tulsa. So the lyrics of that song are basically like, take me back to Tulsa, I'm too young to marry, blah, 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 whatever. So my great-grandmother always told us that that song was written about her, and I have no <laughs> idea if that was true. My, like, skeptic meter is saying uh -huh. probably not, uh -huh. but I think it's a fun story. That is, that is fun. So yeah, she's like, Bob Wills wrote that song about me. So funny. Like, which I love. Like, I'm like, that's going to be me when I'm an old lady. I'm going to be like, yeah, he wrote that song about I me. I love that. Yeah. Sorry, I had to take a drink of my Sonic Seltzer. Which, by the way, have you ever had a guy write a song about you? Uh, no, girl, I haven't. I have. You have? <laughs> yes. yes. Oh my I gosh. Have. I was really young, and it was just like a really bad situation. I like I shouldn't have been. This was not a guy that I should have been dating, but um, he wrote a song about me, and I'll never, I never forgot it. Like, it's a really weird thing when someone writes a song about you. Like, it's just really weird. 
Yeah, like, I bet it, I can imagine it was. Yeah, it was like I was very at the time I was like 19 and I was like, oh my god, this is so cool. And now looking back on it, I'm like, that song wasn't that great. Like, <laughs> that song was not that great. And yeah, so yeah, that was that was an experience I had. But anyway, so uh, Hank Williams. So Hank Williams played at Canes, and I I was lucky enough. I stumbled on a website called Batesline.com that links back to an article that can no longer be found written by Dave Hoekstra. I hope I'm saying that right. Larry Schaefer, the former Canes owner, told him this story. So this is written from uh, Dave Hoekstra's perspective. And this is probably my favorite story that I was able to stumble across about Canes. So, and it's about Hank Williams. Mm-hmm. Um, so Schaefer's office is a cornucopia of country music lore, ranging from the original Ernest Tubb movie posters to love letters from Bob Will's female fans he found stuck in a wall during a remodeling project. But a stunning highlight is a red vinyl couch emblazoned with the Canes logo that Hank Williams slept on in October 1952 when he was too drunk to play his second show. He got someone to run beer to him all day, says Schaefer, who was handed down the story from Mayo. Mayo was the former owner. Um, So he's toasted. Both shows were sold out. He got through the first show, although it took two people to hold him up. Oh, my God. Hank laid down on the couch between shows, and they couldn't wake him up. He was mixing, wait for it, morphine for a bad back with liquor. Oh, my God. Of (laughs) course he was. shocker, this was 10 weeks before he died. Oh, wow. Yeah, shocking. (laughs) Simply, simply shocking. So, um... Let's see. Mayo, who died in 1994, the former owner at age 93, told Schaefer he didn't know what to do. He finally came clean and told the audience that Hank was too drunk to perform and that his backing band, the Drifting Cowboys, would play without him. Money would be refunded as fans left Canes. Well, this is my favorite part of the whole story. While someone opened the door to the office and a line formed, Schaefer says, people filed past a blank Hank like a funeral viewing. The band played on and not one person asked for their money back. Oh my god! Can you imagine? No. Like if you were at a show and they were like, okay, I'm trying to think like give me a famous musician. Uh, Billy Volo. Okay, imagine that Billy Volo is like, they come out and they're like, okay, the band is gonna play without him because he got too fucked up to like play. Uh And everybody in the audience, they're like, you can have your money back. But then somebody finds out he's backstage, the door is wide open, and you can walk past and see him. Uh-huh. Would you do it? Absolutely. <laughs> You're like, I don't want my money back. I just want to see him passed out on that couch. Girl, have you seen him? <laughs> yes. <laughs> that man is beautiful. You're like, I just want to see him. <laughs> yes. Oh, my God. That's hilarious. Yes, I would pay to see him You're like, on a couch. I would pay to file by, yes. wa- look at him on a couch yes. while he's passed out. He is gorgeous. Yeah, that's hilarious. Oh, my God. I remember being, um, you've been in Nashville, haven't you? I have, yes. Did you go to the Country Music Hall of Fame? No. It's so cool. Is it? It's so cool. Like, if you like country music, it's a really cool place. Like, um, they had an outfit of Hank Williams, um, and I can't remember from what, like, what show or whatever it was from, but they had all kinds of stuff like that. Like, they had stuff that belonged to Johnny Cash and Hank Williams and, um, like, 
modern country music stars. Like, it was really weird. Like, they even had some stuff that belonged to Chris Young. Really? Like, an outfit or something. Yeah, and, like, Jason so Aldean's, which was really, yeah. that felt weird yeah. to me. I was like, the older stuff I thought was really cool, right. but that to me but was the like, newer, yeah, so I was new. like, that's bizarre. That's, that's weird. But yeah, so this, like, reminded me of that. And I'm like, that couch belongs in the Country Music Hall of Fame <laughs> with this it story. Does. I agree. <laughs> yes, it does. I wonder, I wonder if it's still there. Um, we should go check. We should go check. Who's playing soon? I don't know. Um, so according to Batesline.com, Mayo, by the way, is O.W. Mayo, the first band manager, not only the owner, but the first band manager for Bob Wills and, the, and his Texas Playboys, and the owner of Canes from the 30s to the early 70s. So that's who he was telling that story, which I thought was super, super cool that that was like straight from his mouth. Um, other performances slash pop culture references. Um, so Eric Church has played there. Ah. And I'm pretty sure that he actually, let me look it up real quick. Um, did he sell it out? I don't know. I bet he did. I bet he did too. Let's see. Um, he ha- You know how he does those really cool tour posters? Yes. He did a Kane's ballroom poster, I think, when he played there. Let's see. You might have to go on his website to find it, but... Um, do you remember that night that we were like hunting for a concert and we went into full like detective mode trying to find this one concert? Yes. We're like yes. concert archives. Yes. We're going to figure we're out, find we're going to figure out who played this concert. Yeah, we're going to find out all the openers, everything. Yes. If you ever have, if you're ever going on a date with someone that you met on Tinder and you need someone to find out that person's last name, date of birth, social security number. Everything about them from their first name and a picture. Talk to my girl, Whitney. We got you. Whitney, Whitney <laughs> finds people for a living. I really do. She literally I does. Will find so, you. like, anytime that a guy is like talking to me and he just gives me his first name, I'm like, here you go. Here's his first name. Here's his picture on Tinder. I found his Facebook profile. Go to town. And she comes back with like a report about this man. So, it's pretty amazing. So yeah, so we I got to play detective. Got to keep one you night. safe, girl. Yes, got to keep you safe. Gotta, it's all about safety. Yes, it's it really, all about it safety. truly it is. Because anytime a strange man comes into the picture, I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. Hold up, hold up. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna find out some things. Let me work some magic real quick, and I'll get back to you. Yes, yeah. <laughs> the problem is when you give me that report, and I'm like, okay, we're gonna ignore these red flags. Right. Like, it's like, what here's is- a basket of red flags. Oh, okay. Do you know what I always say when I see, like, a carnival of red flags? Red's my favorite color, baby. Red's your favorite color? <laughs> yes. Red's my favorite color, baby. Just ignore those red flags. No, I'm getting better about it. But um, anyway. So, okay. Other performances, Eric Church. And it's also mentioned in Easton and Maine, as I said, by the Turnpike Troubadours. They have a really good song that's like, I left my heart on the Canes ballroom floor soaking up cheap champagne. Blah, 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 whatever. I can't think exactly how the lyrics go. Don't come for me. Um, but anyway, okay. So now we're going to get to the part that everybody is here for, which is the hauntings. Oh, yeah. Hauntings at Kane's Ballroom. Okay. So according, and I was really sad because I put out a, like, all points bulletin on Instagram asking people if they had, like, Kane's Ballroom haunting stories. And nobody messaged me Seriously? with Kane's. They messaged no me with other hauntings. But no one messaged me with any experiences at Kane's. That's crazy. I was sad. That is, I was sad. That is sad. Yeah. 
Um, but anyway, okay, so if you have had an experience at Kane's, I know the podcast reaches a much larger audience than the Instagram account does, so hit me up, and I'll talk about it in the next episode. If you work at Kane's. Yes, if you work at Kane's, or if you've share. investigated Kane's, please share. So, um, according to hauntedplaces.org, quote, the building is believed to be haunted, hot, cold and hot spots, orbs that show up in photos, and lights that turn on and off have been reported. Ghost investigations have turned up apparitions, disembodied voices, giggling, singing, and the feeling of being watched. That just gave me chills. I don't like the giggling part. I don't like the giggling either. Anytime like, where ghosts yeah. and giggling, ghosts and giggling Demons. just, no. <laughs> yeah. Demonic. <laughs> That's like children giggling. I'm yeah, like, no demonic. Stop. <laughs> yeah. So mlive.com has an article chronicling the haunting at Cane's. So they say there are full-bodied apparitions, which is like the holy grail, um, disembodied voices, multiple voices, feelings of being watched, giggling, singing, cold spots, which is kind of already chronicled there on hauntedplaces.org. Um, a blog called Halloween Head features an article about canes, citing the following as the paranormal activity that occurs there. So um, this blog, Halloween Head, is really cool, and I believe it's a local blog. So like, go check that out. That was I really, really liked what I saw there. Um, so the following paranormal accounts have been shared about the canes ballroom. Whoa, that was a big sniff. <laughs> it is said that the spirit of Bob Wills haunts the Canes. I can understand this haunting because Bob Wills had such an impact on the venue and really made it something iconic. The presence of a spirit named Joan, or some reports say Jane, that dates back to the 1950s, inhabits this place. The spirit of a girl named Chloe is said to also be active here. Uh, differentiation in temperatures or rather hot and cold spots have been reported by paranormal investigators Orbs and photographs occur frequently. Some investigators report seeing apparitions and hearing disembodied voices, giggling, singing, and the feeling of being watched. Sightings of a lady in red have mm. been seen, heard, and felt by both employees and patrons. Mm. So here is my favorite part, though. This this chronicle of a... I keep saying chronicle. I don't know why I keep saying that. Um, from news to Oklahoma in Tulsa in an interview with Terry French, owner of the Tulsa Spirit Tours... Uh, quote, I went back to the restroom and this is where, when the old restroom used to be behind the stage, French said, I heard a woman start crying, moaning and sobbing like she was in pain. And I was like, are you okay? Hello? Not knowing that I, not knowing that I thought I was back there by myself, got up, looked around. I was by myself. French also tells, this is my favorite story of the whole thing. French also tells the story of a man in early 1900s cowboy clothes asking for 10 cent popcorn from the bar. The venue has not had that since the early 20th century. Wow. Isn't that creepy? That is so creepy. That's like, imagine like this old West cowboy comes in there and is like, I want some 10 cent popcorn. You're like, bro. You're like, excuse me? What? Like what nothing's 10 cent. Yeah. Nothing's, nothing's, nothing nothing, nothing. Yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and on that same night, quote, a young lady working behind the bar saw a woman standing right here, transparent, in a ball gown. She could see right through her French said. So we're not sure if that's the 80 year old woman that used to live here. During her investigations, Terry uses several tools to look for a paranormal aspect, including electronic voice phenomenon or EVPs. On a trip to Kane's, French caught a recording she believes says, I want to help in the voice of a young girl. Wow. Creepy. That is creepy. Creepy, creepy, that creepy. super creepy. Yeah. So that's like, that's the haunting of Kane's ballroom. That was all I was able to find. I'm really bummed that nobody like reached out to me with stories. But. And you know what? I I don't know what it is, but why is an empty auditorium so creepy? 
You know what I mean? Okay. Like just a completely empty. I have a theory about that that I actually recently learned. So I'm not going to talk about it on the air though, because it's actually mentioned in an upcoming episode with Jeff Provine. Um, So we will get to that later, but I'll tell you off air. Okay. Why, why it is that they are so creepy. Cause there is a reason. Okay. There is a reason. Um, but anyway, so that's all I've got for you guys. Um, do you have anything you want to plug? Uh, no. Okay. I am working on a project. Yes. <laughs> yes. But I'm not ready to announce it yet. You can talk a little bit about it. Okay, I can talk a little bit little about bit. it. A little bit. Yeah. A little bit. Just tease it. Okay. So, something that I have been trying to um, get out there for the last couple of years now mm-hmm. um, is coming. Yes. So, and you know what? Like, anybody out there who is trying to create something, and if it's taking you a while to get it out there, don't let anybody make you feel bad about that because the last two years have been hell. Yes, they really have. Like, they've been a weird time to be a human being, let alone being someone who is creative. Right. Like, if you created anything in the last two years, pat yourself on the back. Because all we needed to be focused on was survival. Seriously. That's absolutely true. Yeah. So, if you've created anything at all, kudos to you. You're amazing. I love you. Um, so anyway, um, like I said earlier in the podcast, Blair Graves, The Haunting of Solomon House is free for five days and The Holloway Hoax is on sale now, ebook and print. Um, and I, w- I just want to thank everybody that reached out to me during the period of time when I was off the air. I still got lots of messages from you guys, which I really appreciate. Um, I appreciate all the new listeners that have discovered the Facebook group, which if you'd like to join that, it's on Facebook. The group is called Eerie Okies, plural. And follow me on Instagram and Facebook at Irioki. Email me at Podcast at gmail.com if you've got a spooky story or you want to be a guest on the show. Or Marnie at Irioki.com. Um, do you have any Instagram accounts you want to plug or anything like that? Um, no, well, if you are interested in the project, yes. um, it is Night of the Groovy Podcast is my podcast that I'm working on. Yes. Um, and you can go follow it on Instagram. At Night of the Groovy Podcast. At Night of the Groovy Podcast. Hell yeah. All right. You guys go follow it and y'all stay spooky until next time. Bye. Bye.